This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Dental Plus DSO podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Rick Mars, president of Dental Care Group. Dr. Mars, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Laura. Great to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, but before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Okay, so I am a native Miami and proud Miamian, born and raised. I am a graduate of Emory University and Georgetown University School of Dentistry. I have been practicing clinical dentistry for 34 years, which is insane to me because it was like yesterday. I remember my first patient. And I own four practices, general and specialist group practices in the South Florida area. Um, And we have all the specialists under one roof at the Dental Care Group and Dental Care Group Kids. And I love dentistry. I've been doing it a long time. I'm on Invisalign Global Faculty. Invisalign's a big part of my practice, about half of my practice. So I love teaching and speaking for them and going around the world, teaching other dentists how to do it. I love what I do. I'm passionate about it um, or else I wouldn't do it. And uh, I hope to be doing it for quite a while longer, hopefully, God willing. Well, that's amazing to hear, and it's just so important to have the kind of passion for uh, whatever you're doing, but especially if in your, you're in the patient care field. So uh, that's amazing to hear. Now, given some of the things that you know, you've know you seen throughout your career and then the trends leading up to where we're at today, especially thinking about the past couple of years during the COVID-19 pandemic and then um, just so many things happening in healthcare, what are some of the things that you're following most closely right now in dentistry and healthcare? Well, you're right. The pandemic changed a lot of things. I think the pandemic kind of shook out dentistry a little bit. You know, you you really got to see who was passionate and who wasn't passionate. Um, And not that people who weren't passionate left dentistry, but those that are really passionate, I think those are the people who are the survivors through this whole pandemic situation. I mean, it was a challenge. It was something we never, ever anticipated. I mean, a, a little side personal note, I have three sons and people say to me, they say, Oh, any of your boys in dentistry, or they want to go in. And I never pushed my kids to go into dentistry because I always felt that it had to be something that they really, really wanted to do. Because I remember friends in dental school whose parents were dentists, and it was kind of like, yeah, I'm doing this because my dad and my grandfather were dentists and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when it comes to this profession, I think to really, really, you know, enjoy it to come to work every day because it's hard. This is a hard job. It's a great job but it's mentally and physically demanding. I mean, there's not a lot of jobs that call for what dentistry calls for and how meticulous we have to be. And if you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to be successful. So I I really think that, you know, what we're seeing today in terms of trends and where things are going and things like that is there's a lot of consolidation that the business of dentistry is on everybody's mind. I get, I got a call today. Oh, do you want to sell your practice? No, I don't want to sell my practice. Oh, do you want to buy a practice? I'm like, sure, I'm happy to buy a practice. You know, if you have a great practice for me to get into. So there's this, there's a lot of conversation around the business of dentistry. You know, when we, when I went to dental school in the eighties, basically the conversation was, well, dentists are not good business people. Well, that's a shame because we're running a, you know, a health, we're in the healthcare profession but you have to be good at what you do here in terms of the business side or you're not going to last. So I think all the big conversation right now is around the business of dentistry, consolidations, DSOs, things like that. 
And I think you just have to be smart about how you run your practice and to make good decisions. And, you know, my mantra, I, I get this all the time. Oh, what advice would you give a young dentist? And it's do the right thing. And it sounds very trite, but keep doing the right things and good things are going to come to you. You're not going to score 100%, but life doesn't give us 100% with anything. There are no guarantees. But if you do the right thing, you're going to end up ahead of the game nine times out of 10. And I think that's the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think, you know, in looking at any kind of uh, life dilemma or, or issue, that advice of just doing the right thing and knowing what's going to be best for the patient, what's best for the community and the business at large. Um, so what's exciting you the most and what might make you a little bit nervous? Well, what excites me the most? What excites me the most is we're in this amazing, great profession of dentistry. I mean, when you think about what we do, we change people's lives. Somebody can come in our office with swelling, pain, and infection, whatever it is, and in minutes or within an hour, we can get them healthy, feeling good again, okay, in a lot of professions. That's something that we can do where we help people on many, many levels. We can get people, if it's out of pain or feeling better or they chipped a tooth and we're fixing a tooth, but then we're changing lives too. I mean, I told you a big part of my profession is Invisalign. And I can take somebody who has, I've had patients that when I ask them to smile for their Invisalign start photos, they literally don't have the correct muscles to smile because they haven't smiled in so long. They, wow. they say, I've had, I, I had a patient, I'll never forget, she said to me, I don't even remember how to smile, it's been so long. And then you go through treatment and, and in six months time or maybe a couple months later, you transform this patient who, who had no pride or may have had a big bushy mustache and covered up their teeth because they didn't want anybody to see their smile and they kept their mouth together and they hide their smile. And all of a sudden, six months later, you transform them and you're not just making them look good, you're giving them a healthy smile where they're not gonna have gum disease and they're not gonna have inflammation and, and they can hold on to their teeth the rest of their lives. Or you have a patient that you fix a bonding and you can fix it, you know, and a half an hour later, you're giving them their smile back or doing veneers in a week or two and you're transforming somebody and giving them the confidence that they need socially or in the workplace. So that's excited me since the day I started practicing dentistry. And that's the thing that excites me today because I still have that power. I still have the ability to use the, the latest technology. And that, that's always a big thing with us is technology and dentistry. I mean, I, I I compare dentistry to a lot of the other medical professions, and I got to be very careful. I mean, I wrote a book called The Big Smile, and I talk about this, and I never want to offend, you know, the other medical professions, but I wish they could keep up with us, keep up with us technologically, keep up with us when it comes to preventative care and health. You know, I, I wish oncologists could solve the puzzles of cancer, and, and, you know, so there is no more cancer in the world. There is no more heart disease in the world and eradicate those things or lower those numbers like we can, you know, the strides that we've made in dental care. I, I would hope that our brethren and sisters in, in the other fields of medicine could keep up with us. But I just think what we have the ability to do, that excites me from the first day I started till today, and the technology. I mean, scanners and interval x-rays and the technologies when it comes to composites and and restorative materials and crown and bridge and implants, the ease and how things have gotten better and what we can do is just tremendous. And that's what excites me about dentistry. 
Absolutely. Wow. I, I love that. And I think, you know, it, just having those possibilities out there and really seeing the difference that you're making on patients' lives, you know, must be really gratifying on a daily basis. It's it's what gets you up in the morning. You know, I mean, when, when you can hand somebody a mirror when you're done with their treatment and they break down in tears, I mean, literally tears, you know, where they, they, just are so overwhelmed. And, and I'm not talking like the most emotional per I'm talking some big macho patients sometimes are like, and, and it just touches a major nerve. And that's, that's what gets you out of bed in the morning. You know, I mean, every, every day, you know, I, like I said, I live in Miami, believe it or not, the sun doesn't <laughs> every day in Miami, we do have a rainy season and uh, we're lucky to live where we live. But I'll tell you what, even on the gloomiest of days, some days, knowing what we're going to work and doing really makes a difference. And that's why I love what I do. That's fantastic to hear. And, you know, and thinking about all the different benefits that dentistry can have, um, you know, in, in looking at how you want to grow your practice, what do you really see as being the, the key points of growth over the next few years? How are you thinking about growth and development and, and what will make the most sense and is possible uh, for you in the future? Well, I had a, I had a mentor uh, when I was growing up. Uh, it was Dr. Cutler, who was my childhood dentist, who was my partner when I started practicing. He was one of the early people to bring specialists under one roof. And I think we've seen that with the DSOs have taken that model over the years and said, wow, why are we going to keep having this out there and that out there? Um, I, I, I think that's one of the big things, what we're seeing in terms of that movement business-wise, if you will, um, in bringing, bringing everything together, consolidating all the specialists under one roof, and not only doing it from a business perspective, I'm talking from a treatment perspective, that when I can go, you know, in the next room, my periodontist is putting in implants, and what do you think about this, and do you have any question about this, and let me show you what's going on here, or my root canal doctor is talking to me about, you know, the post space that he's creating, just wants me to see, as opposed to sending me an email or whatever it is, or give a patient a, a radiograph to bring to the office. I, I think it just makes for a much better situation for the patient. It's that, you know, that what I started to say earlier, that triple win where the patients win, the office wins, and, and the team wins because that's the thing that people often forget about is having a happy team along the way. And uh, I, I am so proud of the team we've assembled here. It's kind of like a proud parent when you see happy people coming to work and teams that get together if, on the holidays with each other out, out of the office. So they're doing fun things together and they want to be with each other. That speaks volumes about what, what we do here on a daily basis. So, you know, it's, we're very, very fortunate. I, I'm blessed to do what I do and, and I hope I can continue doing it for quite a long time. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. And, you know, I know you gave a little bit of advice uh, at the beginning for dentists who are trying to grow their practices or, or really um, find greatness within their profession in terms of just making sure that, you know, you are always looking and growing and developing and, and doing things with integrity. Um, is there any advice you have for building that kind of great culture within your staff and teammates, especially? I know a lot of practices are to some degree, having challenges, recruiting, retaining great staff today. Um, so what do you see as being the secret sauce to create and build a culture of people, as you talked about, that really want to be there and are excited to be there and about patient care? Well, secret sauce is a great way to put it. I, I, 
I don't know if there's just one thing you can do. I think it's every single thing, how you conduct yourself and your business on a daily basis. You know, it starts with, like I said, do the right thing. But do the right thing means so much. I mean, so much on so many levels. For instance, um, your team sees how you treat patients, not just how you um, perform the dentistry on the patients, how you talk to patients, how you handle difficult situations, because not every patient's a pleasure to deal with. We all know that. But how are you going to handle those people? You know, we had, we had a patient in our office two weeks ago, and we still have a, a, a mandate in our office in South Florida because we have pretty high COVID numbers down here. Everybody wears a mask. It's, it's a healthcare facility, and it's not important where your politics are. That's not important to me at all. My biggest thing is keeping everybody healthy. And we're exposed as healthcare providers. And I had a patient who was a patient here for 25 years, a very difficult patient. Is always arguing about her bill and how long she has to wait. And that, 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 always, 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 never, never a pleasantry. And she would not put a mask on. And we had other patients in our reception area that were getting disturbed by her. And she was carrying on. And I dismissed the patient who has been in this practice for 25 years. And my staff literally applauded me the next morning in huddle. They wanted to thank me for doing this because they knew this person was a detriment. They didn't fit into our culture. They didn't fit into doing the right thing. And that's one of the things your team watches you do. Your patients watch what you do. We, we, have a, we do a free day of dentistry, dentistry from our hearts. And it's a very, very big deal here because it shows my team how much we care about the community. And people line up here midnight, the night before. This is the only dentistry some of these patients get. And some of them become our regular patients down the road when their fortunes change. And the team sees, wow, look what they do. Look what they do in the community. So we treat our patients right. We treat our team right. We treat our community right. And we treat each other with the utmost respect. Any person who had COVID in my office always had a follow-up with me, seeing how they were doing or if they had family members that were sick in the hospital daily calls. This is my family. This, this, these people are not my employees. This is my family. They allow me to have the lifestyle that I have. They allow me to go away on vacation. They allow me to do the things that I do. They work very, very hard above and beyond what their paychecks are. And it's, it's just a cumulative series of things. It's how you conduct yourself day in, day out. And we're human beings. We might make some mistakes along the way. We might say the wrong word here or there along the way. But how are you conducting yourself? And that's the secret sauce with your team. And they see it every day. And I, uh, we had somebody interview in our office yesterday, and she was going around, and we were introducing her. This employee has been in the office longer than I've been in the office, over 40 years. This assistant has been here over 30 years. This manager has been here for 15 years. This assistant's been here 20-some years. And we have plenty of turnover. We have a lot of staff in our four offices. We have over 80 employees. But when they can see that people are here and, and they count on us and, you know, look, we had a hurricane here a couple of years ago. My entire staff got paid except for my partner and I. We didn't take a paycheck because we knew our staff needed to pay their rent, pay their electricity, pay their food bill. And my staff does not forget that. My staff brings it up to new staff members when they come aboard and they say to them, hey, this is a place that you will not get to work in many places like this because they care about you. And I learned that that's the biggest thing is to show how much we care about our team. So if there's a secret sauce, it's do the right thing, show your team that you care, 
and that they're not just, you know, an employee to you, that they can come to you and uh, people stick around. People care about you and we'll give it back. We'll give it back to you what you give to them. I love that. I think that's a great philosophy and such an important reminder. Thank you so much, Dr. Mars, for jumping on the podcast with me today. I really, really appreciate our conversation and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Anytime, Laura. It was my pleasure. I wish you luck and uh, good luck with the podcast. Look forward to hearing it again in the future over and over. Thank you.